Well, hey, everybody. I uh, want to welcome you back if you are a River Ridger. And if this is your first week here, if you're visiting, man, we are so glad you're here. Uh, it's just really great to see everybody out there. I hope you're being met by God in some way today. That's, that's our prayer week in, week out, uh, that, that God meets you here wherever you are in your journey with God. We just believe everybody is on a spiritual journey with him. So keep coming back, keep connecting with us, keep connecting with God. Great to see everybody. Uh, we are in week two of a series that we are calling Church Shopping. And what we're doing is we're exploring the question of what should a church be all about? So what we're doing is, is we're just looking, we're just taking a few weeks and we're looking at how God set the church up through Jesus and what the marks are uh, of a healthy church. So while what we're going to be doing is talking about elements you'll see here, uh, this is not a four-week commercial for River Ridge Church. That's not what we're doing here in this series uh, to show you uh, that we have it all figured out. Because truth is, we don't have everything figured out. So this series is challenging to us as a church to see what are the marks and, and to say, how do we be as biblically based as we can? And so we're challenging that and at the same time challenging you as an individual to be a part of how God set up his church and what he wants to accomplish uh, through the church. You're a big part of that too as an individual. Last week we opened this whole series up by talking about that we have to be all about God's mission. The church has to be about that. That as a church and as an individual, you are a sent person. We are sent people with this message of God's love through a relationship that you can have with Jesus Christ. That we're all a part of that. That the church is God's plan A of sending that message out to our community and also to the world. And that's an all-in kind of thing. That's what the church should be all about, period. There's no other thing that a church of Jesus should be about. So any church of Jesus should be honing in on that mission and also figuring out what's the plan that we have to execute that mission with people. So today we're going to continue with the second week, and we're going to be talking today about worship. That's where we're going to be this morning. Now, when I say worship, what I'm talking about today is this. It's the act of praising God and ascribing worth to God. That's what we're going to be talking about. Worship's a huge word. We could talk about worship for five, six weeks because worship's such a big, big concept. Uh, but what I want us to focus on today is what does God want to see when people come into a place like this? That's where I want to spend our time this morning. When it comes to people getting together, what is it? Again, worship is way more than just singing here on a Sunday, but it also is singing here on a Sunday. So that's where we're going to be spending our time this morning is just talking about that. Because I really do think that God wants us to show, something, show us something. He wants us to understand something when it comes to the church and why we do what we do. So I did a little research uh, coming into today because we all like numbers, we all like statistics, so I just, just to get us ready for this. Here's what I found. I found uh, that in the United States of America, there are 300,000 churches in the United States. That's a lot of churches. That's 6,000 churches per state if you average that out. it's a lot of churches. Uh, and they calculated, they didn't get it all the way to the, to the number number, but there are millions of churches of Jesus in the world. There are, there are millions and millions of churches in the whole world. Uh, and on average, this is just on average, if you average everything out, the average church service time is between 60 and 90 minutes, okay? Now, we're on, we're on, the, we're on the 60 minute end, so no complaining. I'm just saying, like, you know, we're on the 60 minute end. I know we're plus or minus. I'm just saying, we're doing pretty good there. Uh, but but here's, here's what I found, too, that every church, half the time is devoted to one thing, to singing. 
almost every church that meet in secret, you meet in auditoriums, you meet in chapels, you meet in prisons, you meet in, in movie theaters and auditoriums like this, half of the time of that 60, 90 minutes is devoted most consistently to singing. There's an element of praise and worship to God in every church. And here's the thing, that hasn't changed since ever. You go back to the beginning of time, people sang in the very beginning that God created everything. The angels sang when he created the earth. When Moses took the people out of Egypt, one of the first things they did when they got out of Egypt, they got together and they sang to God. When they rebuilt the temple in the book of Ezra, one of the things they did, and I love that, but that's a great book of the Bible. They actually sang so loud that the neighboring community heard them singing when they got the temple rebuilt in the book of Ezra. When Jesus was born, angels sang. When Jesus was about to die on the cross, one of the things that he did was he got his disciples together. They went up into a room and they ate together and then they sang hymns together. When the church was established, there were a couple guys named Paul and Silas. They got in trouble uh, by talking about Jesus too much and they actually got imprisoned. And it's, the story says in the book of Acts that they started singing songs to God at midnight. They started singing. Uh, when everybody else was sleeping. And all of a sudden, a big earthquake happened when they were singing to God, and all the prison doors busted open and their chains busted open when they were singing to God. And then when you go to the last book of the Bible, in the book of Revelation, which talks about all these things to come, one of the things that the book of Revelation says in a couple areas, it says there will be a new song that we will all be singing to God. There is a rhythm, there is a norm of God's people singing and worshiping Him. So, Here's the big idea today. If you have your notes, we're going to just, just establish this big idea. If you walk away with anything with this idea of worship, it's short and sweet, so you don't forget it for the rest of your life. Here it is. God is worthy of our praise. That's it. That's the bottom line today that I want you walking away with. It. God is worthy. He deserves our praise and our worship. He's worth it. So what we do is we declare it wherever we go, and we especially declare it here together. God's worthy of our praise. Now, I'm gonna, I said this in the first service, just so you, I'm gonna, I might get a little fired up today, okay? Like when I think about what I just get a little fired up, all right? Um, so I, I perk up a little bit. I can't help it. I don't mean to. Uh, but man, because here's why I say that. It's why I said in the first service. Like I, I think it's so important that every week that you come in and you learn something from God, that God taught you something. And so me just sitting up here and yelling and spitting all over the place and you walking away going, man, Andy loves him some worship, that I failed you if that's what happens, okay? I'm just saying I might get a little fired up, all right? I, but, but here's what I want you walking away with. I don't want you walking away saying, man, Andy loves worship. I want you walking away going, man, God taught me something. He showed me something about worship today. I learned something that's going to change how I approach worship. That's my goal. That's, I just want to be out of the way of everything else. So now with that said, I won't mind a few amens and claps today. I'm just saying, okay, if you're out there and we say, hey, yeah, if we say, hey, man, God's worthy of our praise, I'm okay with you saying amen. I'm okay with some claps today, all right? Like, let's just clap about it, all right? It's a little cold in here. I think God did it on purpose. Yeah. I think, I think God made this place cold so we can get our blood pumping a little bit and be like, yeah, that's right. God's worth our clap. So you can help me out a little bit if you want this morning, all right? And then make your neighbor do it too, all right? So if you walk away with anything today, God's worthy of our praise. He's worth it. He is worthy of it. So just write that down if you're taking notes. Get a Sharpie and put it on your fishing pole. Put it, put it on your coffee mug. Write it on your car. Just write it anywhere and everywhere you can. Write it on your credit cards. Write it on, it just, just write it everywhere. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's get to it. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and grab them and open them up to the book of Psalms. We're going to be in Psalm 100. 
Now, as you're getting there, uh, we could be in a ton of, we could go all over the place in the Bible when we, when we come to worship, but we're going to use Psalm 100 to kind of be our guide rail for this morning uh, to use and, and see a few things that God wants us to know. Now, when you get there to Psalm 100, here's what you're going to notice. You're going to say, wow, there's, there's only five verses in there. They're really little verses. How long could Annie possibly be? We're going to find out, okay, with these five little verses. We'll find out how long I can be. So uh, if you got your outlines, go ahead and grab those if you came in with one. So here's what we're going to talk about. Two things this morning. We're going to talk about why we worship here and why it's so important. That's what we're going to talk about. I think it's so, I've said this a bunch over the years. I really think it's more important to understand the why than the what. I just, for me in my life, that's just how I've operated my life. Like I can't, I'm not, I can't just be told what to do and me go, okay, I'm going to do it. That's just how my, I need to understand it. Like I need to get it. And so I always believe the why is so much more important than the what. And I'm just assuming that's true for a lot of you. Uh, the why determines your way. So that's what we're going to do this morning. So why do we worship? Why do we sing? Why do you see people clapping their hands? Why do you see people with their arms up here on a Sunday morning? That's what we're going to talk about. So here we go. First reason why, if you're taking notes, first reason why we worship is that God asked for it. God asked for it. Let's look here in verse 1 here in Psalm 100. It says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. So the first reason why is because God tells us to. And, and I feel like I need to like, set this up from the very beginning just to get some information out there for us, just so we know, just so we kind of get on the same page and clarify something. Here's the thing. One of the things that you get to do if you're God is you tell us what to do because you're God. You get to tell us what to do. And I, I feel like I need to say this because I think we live in a time where people are just kind of saying, well, I, I like this about what God says. I don't really like that so much about what God says, so I'm just not going to do that. I want to avoid that. Gang, when you do that, you see he's not God anymore. When, when you say, I'm just not going to do what God, then, then he's something else. He's not God. He's not your God when we do it. Here's the thing. God gets to call the shots because he's God. And one of the things that God tells us to do, he commands us, sing. He says, you need to sing. He tells his people to sing. And here's the thing. He, I mean, he didn't ask for it one time. He asked for it all over. In fact, there is an entire book of the Bible that is devoted only to really singing and, and worshiping him. The whole book of Psalms surrounds this idea of what we do with God. There's all kinds of other places that you could go. But man, it's just amazing how often he says to do it. Check out what Psalm 150 says. I love this psalm. Here's what it says. It says, praise the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent grace, greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Ah, we're getting crazy. Praise him with tambourine and dances. Getting, getting, getting uncomfortable. Praise him with strings and pipe. Here we go. It's going to get worse. Here it goes. It says praise him with sounding cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. You know, so you say it's, it's a little loud in here. It's too loud. Well, there you go. Just saying, okay? It just says that's what we got to do. The psalm ends and it says, let everything, listen, that has breath, praise him, praise the Lord. God created music. Did you think about that ever? He created. He made music for a reason. Now, some of us misplace that music in a lot of areas of our lives, but he made it for a reason. There is something about music, isn't it? that moves our soul. There's something about when we listen to, to songs that moves through a person, and it moves through a person in a way that God actually made it to do. He made it for a reason. And, and here, by the way, also, I, I feel like I need to talk to some of you in here this morning. Here's what God doesn't say, just so you know, so you're safe here. He doesn't say, sing to me if you have a great singing voice. He doesn't say that. 
He says, just sing. I don't care if you sing. I don't care what you sound like. Just sing. He doesn't say sing uh, if you have great voices. He says it to everybody. And maybe some of us think about this when we, when we think about God and we think, man, uh, that's kind of insecure. How insecure is God? I mean, that he always wants us to sing to him. He always wants to give him. Like, how insecure of a God is that? He always has to be told how great he is. Gang, like, see, that's when we, we get that kind of messed up. We get that kind of messed up. You see, it's not that God needs us to sing to him. That's not why he tells us to sing. See, we don't sing because he needs it. We sing. He tells us to sing because we need it. That's why. We sing because we need it. I mean, is it possible, just think about it, is it possible that we grossly underestimate what actually goes on when we actually sing to him? That we, kinda, that we don't get the power and the value of what happens when we get together and we actually sing to our Lord, to sing to God? I think maybe we don't really get all of what's going on when he asks us to sing. We sing because we need it. The word praise here in Psalm 150, and we're going to see it again here in Psalm 100, uh, it's actually the Hebrew word. There's seven Hebrew words for the word praise, but this one right here is the word halal. Uh, and it's actually the, the, where we get the word hallelujah from. Uh, and so here's what it is. It's kind of funny because when you think about the word hallelujah, I think it's funny because we, we, we have these songs where we're just so like, hallelujah. But that's not what hallelujah means. Like, look at what hallelujah means. Here's what it means. It looks like halal. Halal means this. It means to shine. Hence, to make a show, to boast, to be clamorously foolish, to rave, to celebrate. Now, that's a little bit of a different definition than hallelujah, right? I mean, that's just a little different. I mean, think about it. And here, here I'm going to get us off the hook for church. Think, don't think about church for a second and think about this word. Just don't think about church for a second. Think about your kid's soccer game. Think about catching the biggest bass that you've ever caught in your entire life. Think about finishing that quilt finally. I figure you just go nuts when you finish that quilt. Can my quilter say amen in here? Got the amen, right? It takes forever to get those quilts done. Think about like the basketball game. Man, we, here's the thing. We love getting enthusiastic for stuff, don't we? Like we love celebrating. Well, guess what? God does too. God does too. He loves you getting enthusiastic. He asks you to do it for him. Isn't that amazing that he calls us to do that? All week, gang, listen, all week we're tempted to give our worship to something or someone else. All week we're tempted to do that with other things. But when we come in here together, here's the thing. We declare one thing here. Our worship is reserved for God and God only, right? Amen to that. That's what we just reserve it for just God. He deserves it. He's worthy of it. So we come in here and give it all we got. Isn't that good to know? That's why we come in here. Isn't that awesome to understand? That's why we gather here together. So we do it because God asked for it. Second point is we do it because of who God is. That's the second reason. Let's go here into verse three. Here's what it says. It says, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. If people, here, if people were able to see God, just if we, if you and I, if we were able to really just see him for who he truly is, like what he truly is, I really honestly believe that that would drive us straight to pure worship. Like if we really honestly see him for who he really is, it would be absolute worship immediately. So, and here's my point, because here's the thing. I don't know, you know, we are all over the place here in this room with where we're, where we're at with God. Here's what, here's what I'm gonna tell you. I would tell you something that every single one of you will agree with. So I would write this down because it's something to think about. Here it is. How I know God determines how I worship him. I think we all, how I know, wherever you're at with God, how I know him will determine how I worship God. So here's my question as you're writing that down. 
how do you, how do you see God? Like, how do you know God? You know, walking in here, you see all kinds of different ways people worship him. You know, I think maybe some people see God as a shoulder to cry on. So you, maybe you see them, or maybe you, you, may, you worship more a little bit with your tears because that's who you see, and that's how you know him. You know, maybe, maybe some of you, maybe some people see God as maybe distant, not too close. And so our worship is kind of distant because that's how we see God. Maybe you know him as powerful and amazing, and that's why you see your arm, because that's just a sign of surrender. You see people with their, I mean, because you're so powerful, you're so amazing, God. How I know God will determine how I worship God. For me, when I think about that, when I think about that statement, because I've been challenging myself in worship too, but I think about how I know God, and here's my response to that. I know God in more than one way. When I was 17, that's when I first came to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And as 17-year-olds, believe it or not, I was spiraling out of control. My life was out of control. It was unreal. It was unraveling. I I couldn't get control of anything in my life. But then Jesus came in, and and he just saved me. He rescued me. I know God is rescuer in my life. Still today. It's just what I, that's how I know him. Later, I came to know God is enough. Uh, with, with the job that I got, I traveled a lot. I didn't get married till I was 30 years old. And in that time frame, I mean, I really wasn't sure that I was going to get married. I wasn't sure that I was, I was probably going to stay single. And, and so I would travel a lot. And there were seasons, there were times where I, I had a, a lot of loneliness, a, a lot of dark times. But, but in that time, see, God came and he revealed to me, I'm enough. I'm enough. You don't, nobody, nothing is enough. I am enough. That's how I learned. So God's enough in my life. Courtney and I come to know God as a provider. You know, when we first came into this uh, uh, full-time ministry, both so when we came into the church, I don't know if you guys knew this, we both had full-time jobs and we had no kids. And then when God called me into the ministry, uh, we actually went from two jobs to one and we had two kids. And so, and believe it or not, that's a huge financial swing, just saying. Uh, uh, so I, and so that's where we are, but I'm telling you guys, and, and there were times, and there's still times today, to this day, when we sit there with our budget and our bottom line, gang, does not make sense. It's negative. And I'm telling you, every single time, God provides exactly what we need. I know God is provider. He's our provider. That's how I worship him. That's how I know him. How do you know God? How how do you see him? Listen, if you see him as small, your worship is small. If you see him as something else, your worship is going to be something else. That's how you worship. So we praise him because he's God. That's who he is. Third reason we do it is because of what God has done. Let's go to verse 4. Here's what it says. It says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. So here's what I want to say as you're writing that down because of what he's done. Here, here's what a whole bunch of us do right here every single Sunday morning. This is what a bunch of us do. We get in here together. And we praise God, not just because he tells us to, and not just because of who he is. But for me, like I sometimes sit here when we're singing, and I just think of my life. And I think about like where I would be without God, and what he's done in my life, and how he's set me free, and how he's saved me, and what he's made me new. Me, He made me a new creation, like little old me. He made me new. There's a thankfulness that happens in my heart of hearts. There's just a thankfulness that i got to give to God. I've been set free. And so I come here with you, and I go, man, this is amazing what God has done in my life. And here's what I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet that a whole bunch of you are in agreement with that. Can you clap if that's you, that you just come in here thankful? Yeah. You come in here, you're like, yeah, thank you, God. Thank you. Yeah. That's what happens when we come in here. That's why we do it. I was reading an article um, the other day about uh, there's a beach community in, in North Carolina. And it's by a Marine base. I think it's called Cherry Point. 
And uh, it's a really nice community, and people come in to vacation. And what it says is, the first thing that vacationers hear is, like, not the ocean. It's the booming sound of these hairier and intruder jets that take off from that base. That's the first thing they hear. And so what this base did a while back was they, right at the entrance of their base, they put up this sign. And here's what it says. It says, pardon our noise, it's the sound of freedom. Isn't that great? I think that's awesome. Listen. Listen, here's what I tell you. Listen, I know it's kind of loud in here when we worship. And I know we get to clapping a little bit. And I know, you know, you might actually hear some people shout a little bit. Can I let you in on something? It's the sound of freedom, gang. That Can I just say just for a minute, you're hearing some freedom happen. So pardon me for a minute. I just want to say I'm free. That's what you're hearing in here. Pardon our noise. It's the sound of freedom. That's what you, because when you've been set free, like something happens in you. When you see your marriage healed, something happens in you. When you see God show up time and time again, something happens with you that you just want to say, man, pardon me. I don't care. I got to see I'm set free. It's unreal. Now, and listen, here's the thing. Like, I know like, it's some people it's from the outside, it's tough looking in and understand that. We get that. Like, it's, it's sometimes hard to understand. But people struggle with worship from the beginning, though. Even the most religious people back in Jesus' day, they didn't get it. One day there was a party, and Jesus was at the party, and this woman came up to Jesus, and, and she just came straight, like beelined right for him. And she just started crying, and she went right to Jesus' feet. She got down on the ground, and she, and she just, all of these tears were coming down. And so what she did is she, she took her tears, and she took her hair, and she started wiping Jesus' feet with her tears. And these people were looking, they're like, come on, okay, like, that's, isn't that too much? That's a, that's a little much, Jesus. And here's what Jesus said. Catch this. He said, hey, those who are forgiven much, love much. Those who are forgiven much, love much. See, what she knew is she, she just said, man, she knew what God's done in her life, and she was just not ashamed of the hot mess she looked like. She didn't care. She's like, I know who you are. I know what you've done. I'm going to be at your feet, and I'm just going to do whatever it takes to worship you. And here's the thing. you, you got to catch this, gang. Here's what Jesus is saying. Here's what he's telling you right now. If you, didn't, if you don't get that, if you don't really understand that, then you either haven't experienced real forgiveness yet or you really haven't thought about it. You really haven't thought about it. Because if you think about it, if you think about having to pay for your own sins and what that actually really means, but that because of Jesus, you don't have to, you're pardoned, you're set free, you're saved, and you don't ever have to pay for that ever again. It does something to you, gang. It does something. It, it, it causes you to actually have some worship in you. It's amazing if you really think about it. It's what he's done that drives what we do, right? Right? Yeah. Because when you've been set free, you can't help it. You can't help it. Like when you've seen God really show up in your life, you can't help it. You got to understand, man, you hear us clapping here, it's real. It's real. It's not hype. You hear somebody yelling hallelujah, you hear somebody saying amen. Like that, we're not, we're not faking this. We're not, you got to know, this is all of us together, like saying, you're God, you're here, like you're awesome. I'm not, I am nothing, but you are everything in my life. You're God, and I got to give you thanks. I got to give you praise. And so, yeah, I got to raise my hands a little bit. I, I got to do it. I get a little enthusiastic a little bit. I do, and I understand that. I get a little stirred up. I mean, if I could do that for a basketball game on Saturday night, and that basketball team doesn't give a rip about me, then I got to do it about God. He loves me. He did it for me. I got to give more than that than I can give to a basketball game. You see what I'm saying? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right, I'll calm down. Get your nose back out. Let's get back to the outline. Where am I at? Okay, let's go. I'll settle down. Hey, forgiven much loves much. Just 
keep that there. Back to verse 4. Here's what I want us to see. Here's what I want to see. It's really something cool to see. Here's what he says in verse 4. He says, notice, he says, enter his gates and his courts. And so what he's writing about there is he's actually giving the imagery of a temple back then. And so for us today, what it's more like is here. This is like coming into a place. And so what he's saying, it's really important. Like worship isn't just for when we're kind of on our, on our own or, or to ourselves. It's actually really huge to say it's about coming here together. This is what we do. And so we come to this place and we give uh, God something. Because here's what I want us to catch. We get to give God something. Here's what, here's what I ask you. What can you actually give to God? You ever thought about that? Like, what is it that you can give to God that's really valuable, that's of great worth? You think shopping for your wife's heart? I mean, try shopping for the guy who made you. Like, he made, like, he is impossible to shop for, right? I mean, like, what? But here's the thing. This is, you got to catch it. It's saying there is something that we actually get to give God of great value, and it's your individual thing that you get to do that's unique. It's really amazing. And it says that you get to give him thanks. Isn't that cool? Like, you get to give him your thanks and bless his name. That's so great to know, isn't it? You know, sometimes... Um, I hear people say, I don't really get a lot, a lot out of worship. I'm not much of a singer. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't mind the songs. It's just, you know, it's almost like the breakup thing. It's not, it's not you, it's me. It's not you. You know, it's, like, it's not you, it's me. It's, I just don't get a lot of it. So I show up late, you know, or I'll just come in at the end of worship. Gang, if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're not seeing what this is, you're missing it. Like you're missing the point if that's what you're saying. If you're like, I don't really get a whole lot of it. See, every Sunday we have this opportunity. And it says right here, you have, you have a unique opportunity when we come together, not to just to get something out of it, but to give God something in it. That's a total change right there. It's not just to get something out of it for you. It's also to give God something in it. You get to give God your thanks. And so we get to give him thanks and bless his name with all of us. Here's my point. Here's my point. See, worship is not just about what you get. It's about what you give to God. And here's the thing with all of us. You coming in and giving God thanks helps me give more thanks to him. Isn't that amazing? You encourage me when you're here. So can I, I just want to say something here. Just, I, and I, I say this with every enthusiasm I got. I'm not like waving my finger at you like this. I, like here's what I'm saying. Like if you're here and, and you're a River Ridger, like here's what I want to challenge you. Can we as a church, can we show up on time? Can we get here together and just give it to God? To get, I need you. I need you here. I need you here with me, beside me, in front of me, behind me. I don't want any empty seats until the end. So I want you here, not on the back end of it saying, I don't really, man, I need you here because you encourage me. Can we just get here and give God a little bit of praise just for 20 or 30 minutes out of our whole week? I think it's worth it. I think it's worth your time. It's worth your 20 minutes, isn't it? One person agrees. Like, I think that's true. I think it's true. Here's why. Here's what I'm telling you. Is, listen, do you know, you could get the message all week long. You can download it like 30 million times now. I don't know. I, I don't get the social. You get it all over the place. You can listen to it in your car. You can listen to it probably in your bathtub, wherever you want to listen to it. That's weird. I didn't even know what I said. You can listen to it in your car. Uh, I don't know what I said. But, but here's the thing. You, you can't, you, gang, listen, you, gotta, you can't get this anywhere else. You can't manufacture this. You can't get this at your house. You can't. So it's worth your time. Let's go. Last one. Here's the last reason why we do it. Because God is good. God is good. Let's finish this psalm out. Isn't this psalm great? It's awesome. Just read those five verses, and that goes, yeah, that's why we do it. Here's verse 5. It says, For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. You know, um, the beauty of the church, the beauty of the church, it, it, it's coming not when just everything is great and rainbows and butterflies and, like, coming to God like that. The, that's not the beauty of the church, gang. 
Do you know what the beauty of the church is? All, and by the way, when I say church, I mean people. Like here's the beauty of the church is when we come together and out of the brokenness that's happening, out of the good stuff, everything, whatever's happening in our backyards, whatever's happening in our lives, that we actually get to come here and we remind ourselves that God is good. I don't know about you, but I need reminded of that sometimes in my life. I need a neighbor sometimes and looking over there and saying, you're right, man, you're worse. God is good. He is good. I need reminded of that, that his faithfulness, I love this, is to all generations. Gang, listen, catch this. He keeps every single promise he's ever made. Every promise he's ever made. You start talking to people who are fully devoted to Christ, and, and here's what you see when you talk to them. You see for their lives and the fully devoted people that whatever times they're going through, in times of good or bad or healing or waiting or, or, or even in times where they're not getting the answer that they ever get, they're in here worshiping God all the time. Do you know why? Because God is good all the time, isn't he? He's so good all the time. So right here are the reasons why we worship. These are the reasons why. Are you tracking with me? Are you on the same page with me on why we worship now? Are, are you getting that? Are you, are you there with us? Okay. Listen, I believe this with everything I have. There is a power of God that we let in uniquely and only when we come to worship him. There is a power that happens. Now, don't mistake what I say. That doesn't mean all your problems are just going to automatically go away. That's not what I'm saying. But there is something that happens. There is an exchange that I can't explain that happens when we actually really give ourselves over to God. Because when we actually do that, we actually let go of some things for a moment, for 10 minutes, for that we let go, and then we let God in on some of that. And I'm telling you, it changes you. It changes you. It nudges you in the right direction. He, he, he could do it when we worship. So, so here's how I want to close this. Here's what I want to close this with in the next few minutes. How, how, so we got the why. How do we actually come into worship? Like how do we, so I want to end, if you're taking notes, by just giving you a few practical things that every single one of us can do uh, to, to apply to better inner worship. Here's, here's the first thing that every single one of us can do before we get in here and it's prepare your hearts. Because listen, here's, here's what I want to say to you right now down. I, trust me, I know this way better than you think I know. Like, I know that for some of you, just getting here, you deserve an Olympic medal. Like, I, I'm like, with, I, I'm with you. Like, the fact that everybody's still alive and you're stepping into the front doors is a feat. Like, I, I recognize that, my family, because I get that, like I'm saying. Like, sometimes we're dragging in people, you know, like, I get it. But here, here's what I want to say, man, for a lot of us. Like, here's what I want, here's just the next, it's a challenge I want to make you. You know, here's, here's the next nudge, the next thing that I want to just make one more effort. Don't just get your body here. Get your spirit ready. And here's a practical thing every one of us can do. Then on your way to church, just put a note on your, a sticky note on your dash or something that you could just pray, God, meet me here right now. Like when you're driving, meet me here right now. Before I get in, meet me now. I'm yours. Like you can do, every single one of us can pray that prayer. God, meet me now. Meet me here before I enter. That makes a huge difference. It's a game changer for a lot of us. So, so you know, just, now I get a lot of times we're not gonna be able to get here on time, but make, let's make the norm getting here on time. And then maybe being able to sit down and just take a sip of coffee. Maybe you can open your version app and, and look at a verse or two. Maybe you can open your Bible and get ready and say, God, meet me here, meet me here. So that's the first one, prepare a heart. Here's the second one that, that I want to challenge you to participate. And that, that goes for me, that goes for you. I want to challenge every single one of us here to just take the next step in our participation. I'm not asking you to take the huge leap. I'm just saying the next step. Take the next step in your participation of worship with us and with God. Maybe for some of you that means stepping out of your comfort zone and actually singing the songs. I mean, I don't know, maybe that, that's for you. Maybe just sing the songs. Maybe for some of you that, that really does mean you need to raise your hand. 
And, and let me be really clear, like raising your hand is not necessary. Like it's not, it, I know plenty of people who are fully worshiping and they, they don't raise their hands. That's totally fine. That's okay. But here's what I know because I was there too. Here's what I know about some of you. There are some of you here and you feel God telling you to raise your hands. Like you feel it. You're like, ah, I want to do it. But you're reluctant. You're like, I don't know about that. Like I, I know because I was there. When I was in college, uh, one of the first churches, that was one of the first churches I ever got really plugged into was when I was in college. It was a great church. And I remember being in there with some people. And I, I was just like, man, I just feel like I want to raise my hand. Never did it before. Never did it before. I, I just felt like, man, I need to do it. I want to do it. And there were a couple people in there raising their hand. And so one day I said, that's it, man. I'm going to do it. God, I feel you're doing it. I'm not. I'm just going to do it. And I got excited about it. I said, I'm going to raise my hand. And I went. That's what I did. And I swear I thought everybody was looking at me. I was like, and I was just kind of like, you know, did that kind of thing. Can I, can I tell you something? Nobody was watching me. Like nobody. And then when I finally found that out, I'm like, that's it. I'm going full bore. That's what I did. Like I did. No, I didn't do that. I did you know, some of you here, like, listen, here's what I want to tell you. It's so important. It was a process for me. I didn't just become a Christian all of a sudden. I was like, yeah, like that's not. But gang, listen, there's something that happens when there's a nudge. Like it's a process for you. And I want to encourage you. I want to, man, we are here for you. We want to see that. It is amazing when we see people with their arms raised up. Some of you will never do that. That's okay. But man, if God's telling you to do it, do it. Man, I challenge you. Take the next step. Some of you, like you're not comfortable singing the songs. I don't think you ever will be. Man, that's okay. That's okay. Maybe your next step. Here's my challenge to you. Can you just stay in with us? Like stay in, like look at the words, internalize those words just a little bit more. You know what? Like if you know, if we actually live the words that we sing, how better off we would be. So man, that's your next step. Just be like, I got to internalize this a little more. I can't check out. Like I need to look at these words. See, there's always a step for somebody to take. We can always take the next step. So that's, that's what I just want to challenge you to do. Third thing is expect God to show up. Just come in here saying, God, I know you're going to show up. It's so important. I know these are just little things. This is important. Just, just expect it. Expect, here, uh, James 4.8, I don't have it in your outlines or on the screens. Write that down, James 4.8. It's an awesome verse. Here's what it says. It says, draw near to God. Not, not just when you feel like it. Not just when it's the song that you like. No, no. It says when you get together, when we come together, draw near to him. This is a time when we could come close to God with all you got and with all of us. Draw near to God. And here's why it's so important because here's how it finishes. It says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. He will respond. So we need to come in with an expectation that God will show up, that he will come. And here, boy, I tell you, when you get into that, your problems are in trouble. When you come and worship him like that, your problems are in trouble. They're running away, man. Everybody's a worshiper. Don't believe you're not. Every single one of us put our worship somewhere, somehow. And here's all I'm saying, bottom line today, God is the only one worthy of your worship. Amen to that? Amen to that. All right, let's pray together this morning. God, thank you for giving, giving us a purpose. Thank you for giving us a song to sing. Thank you for Jesus who came to rescue us, who came to save us and make us right with you. Thank you that we could come to you because you, you tell us to, but because of who you are, but, but also because of what you've done in our lives and that we can actually come close to you, that we could come close to you. It's amazing, God. Thank you. You know, as I'm praying, as we're praying, just if, if you could just keep your heads down a little bit. I, I, I feel like this morning, God has kind of told me that, that it, I feel like there are so many of us out there that, that as I say that, when I talk about coming close to God, that I think some of us out there are like, I don't, you feel distant. Like there's a distance that I feel in here that you're like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know how close I am to God, let alone worship him like that. 
You know, if that's you, or maybe you're a Christian in here this morning as we're praying that you're like, you know, I, I know that I'm saved, but I, I feel distant. I need, I, I just don't feel that close to him. Can, can I just ask, can I pray for you? And here's what I'm gonna ask. I don't, I don't, I don't need you to stand up. I don't want you to do that. But, but I do believe it's important to acknowledge to God, you know what, I, I need that prayer. I, I feel a little distant, and yes, I want to be included in that prayer. If that's you, if you feel distant, whether you don't know if you've ever entered into a relationship with Jesus or you, you know you are, but you just feel distant, if that's you and you would like me to pray for you, can you just raise your hand for me? Can you just raise your hand right now and say, I need that? Just raise it high. Yeah, Keep it up there for a second. I just want to see how many people need that. Man, alive, look at that. Wow. Okay. I don't know why that made me a little emotional, but... God does not want you to feel distant from him. He loves you. He made a way for you. God, and we just pray this together in your hearts. So just God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that you made a way. Thank you that you rescued us, that, that I don't have to pay for my sin, that you paid for it. And I need to be reminded of that or for the first time I'm recognizing that forgiveness comes from Jesus, I am making this new in my life right now. Create a, a clean heart in me. Help me come close to you. You are calling me close, God, and I'm responding to that. And so I want to be close to you. I will draw near to you right now knowing you will draw near to me. Thank you for doing that. And, and here's what you can pray right now as you're there. You just, man, you could just pray, Jesus, be my Lord. Jesus, be my Lord. And he'll respond to you. We all pray this collectively in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to close out worshiping God this morning. Let's stand up. Let's clap for God like we mean it right now. Come on, let's stand up. Let's go. Clap like you mean it. Clap like he's done something. Let's go.